Okay. Brilliant. Okay. A very, very big welcome to Reverend Casey Corbin uh, speaking to me from apparently, never been there, apparently beautiful Savannah, Georgia. Hello yes. there. Hello, Joe. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. Really good. Really good. Great to see you again. Twice, in, you. twice in four days. <laughs> Absolutely. Always, always a joy to see you. And obviously you're traveling, so you haven't got your white suit on today because, uh, you know, I do, uh, love, yes. I do love your white suit. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I'm in traveling gear and I have my COVID mask. Yes. I know. You know. day stubble. So. <laughs> We've already <laughs> discussed the stuff. The stubble's good. You know, you're traveling. It's, it's allowed. Okay. <laughs> I must admit, though, I, I rarely say this to, um, to to men, especially. I'm being honest, but you, your white suit rocks. Actually, um, it really does. And that your profile picture, I say this about very few people, unless they've seen me, obviously. Um, okay. But I must admit, when it comes to personal brand, Reverend Casey Corbin, you are um, you're getting top marks from me. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I'm speechless <laughs> and I'm humble. Thank you so much. <laughs> so now people will be wondering what on earth she's on about and why why Reverend Casey Corbin gets um gets Joe's top marks. So I'm I would like you to tell us a little bit about your Moving Mountains program. Um, you are a motivational speaker, but I would just say you're just just let's just call you just motivational because your story had me in tears and laughter and everything else at the same time and in, all in between um, because you've had a, a remarkable journey. So why, why are you on a mission, um, Casey, to, to move mountains and help others move theirs? I am on a mission to move mountains, and Joe, and to help other people move mountains because I had this huge mountain in my life, a mountain that I call limiting beliefs, a mountain of challenges, a mountain of difficulties, a mountain of hardships and tough times. Robert Schulich says, tough times don't last, but tough people do. And so this, this, it was, life was challenging. I was born into a story of poverty and poverty comes with its own qualities and characteristics. It comes with its own energy. It comes with its own vibration. And it comes with a death grip, almost if you will, that it's virtually I won't say this, it's not impossible, but most people find it virtually impossible to free themselves from the grasp of poverty and everything that comes along with it. And so I was born into conditions of poverty to a single mother. My father was sparingly around. Three women raised me, my mother, my mother's mom, and my dad's mom. And they're responsible for my upbringing. But Joe, what I didn't know, and this is why I want to help people move mountains in their life, is because I was born into a story of 
where I was being conditioned to think a certain way. And I was being conditioned to have certain feelings about myself, to think a certain way about myself, have certain feelings about myself, and to speak a certain way about myself, and to behave in a, in a manner that was in accordance with my conditioning and my programming. The first six years of my life, the formative years of sure that you know and other viewers are familiar with was one of lack and limitation that was huge for me in my life one of little to no self-confidence self-image i don't really remember having a positive a positive one and so the first six years was was very dark self-esteem very very low self-love no and i was programmed with <clears throat> feelings of and thoughts of not believing in myself and those things got a hold of me now in the family that I was born into, did they love me? Yes. Mm. Was valuable? Did they give me any kind of value? Yes. Did they do the best with, with, with what they had? Absolutely, they did the best with what they had. Did they have their best, my best interest in, in mind and in their heart? Absolutely. But when all you know is all you know, and that's all you know, and that's all you can do, and it's, it's all you can pass on to yeah. the person or the people that you're raising. And so in my family, I got to witness hard times, struggle, stress and strain, and I like to say trying to squeeze $50 out of 50 cents. Mm. And in these extreme conditions of poverty, I got to experience arguments and I got to experience violence. I got to experience a little crime in the community, or not a little crime in the community, from the family to the community, crime and violence in the community, drugs and alcohol that I was in. And with my peers who went to school, it, it was nothing different because we were in the same community you know and so we for the most part were experiencing the same things which this programming and this conditioning these limiting beliefs here i'm going to make this short had gotten such a hold of me that i couldn't see beyond the family that i was born into that story i couldn't see beyond my community and i couldn't see beyond my peers I was suffering from what my mentor calls possibility blindness. Mm. I was blind to the possibilities of a new life, of a different life, of an improved life. And so Moving Mountains Motivation is about helping people to find the limiting beliefs, remove them, and replace them with empowering beliefs because our beliefs Believe it or not, they serve us and they honor us, whether they're positive or negative. Mm. 
Awesome. That's so amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And that's the thing with beliefs, isn't it? How many of us actually have our really own created beliefs? We don't, do we? We, we take on others. Right. We hold on to them yes. like these labels. Um, and we don't actually, sadly, realize that we don't even have our own yet. But there's always time, isn't there? There's always Absolutely. time to create our own beliefs and our own values of what matters to us. Yeah, so fantastic. And obviously your program, um, we're going to come on to a very exciting joint project in a minute, but your program is very much, I loved the whole just overall concept because every program needs an overall concept, right? Um, And it's always, always about the spirit first and then the body and the mind. Which yes. is so, I just, I heard you say that the first time and it's like, of, you know, that's the hard thing to get your head around because that's the consciousness, but actually that is all that we are. So the sooner we do just go, I might not quite understand this, but this, this is, yeah, perhaps this is the way. Tell, tell, tell me about that. Tell us about that. Absolutely. Moving Mountains Enterprises, I began in 1996 speaking as a reverend in uh, the fundamentals of Christianity. And in Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, verse 23, I found a very profound passage from the master teacher, Jesus, which said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he says. Now, this leads me to, that's where the concept of moving mountains, where I got moving mountains from, I added motivation to it, because I love motivation because of what it did for me. Some people don't like motivation because they said, oh, motivation doesn't work. You know, you're motivated for a little while and then it dies off. But Zig Ziglar said motivation is like brushing your teeth. You don't do it once. (laughs) You have to keep brushing your teeth over and over and over. Or or people won't invite you to parties anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. And so you have to adopt the process of self-motivation every single day throughout the day. You have to motivate yourself, and I love that. So moving mountains, that's the concept of moving mountains. I got, I got for moving mountains. That's the first time I heard anything about a mountain, and I was actually thinking of a physical mountain. Then I learned differently. But the fact that I could speak and something would happen, I was like, wow. Are you serious? So I looked further into that. Also, the concept of spirit, mind, and body from my book, The Divine Design. Joe, this this liberated me. I, this 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 concept freed me because I was raised to live from the outside in through my five, governed by my five senses. I was raised to live by what I see, hear, taste, touch, and smell, just physically, and I became a prisoner to that. Mm. I thought life was about just physical. I thought life was just physical. And I thought that that's how you approach life, just from a physical standpoint. And I thought that 
if you want to improve anything in the physical or change anything in the physical, then do it in the physical. But that's not where change is in for physical manifestations. That's not where change takes place. The physical is just a manifestation of something else. But I wasn't raised that way. I was conditioned otherwise. And so what happened was I was living body, mind, spirit, but I found the freedom and the liberty and the power comes from living spirit, mind, body. And you just made a very powerful comment. That's all that we are. Nothing more, nothing less. And spirit, we live in three realms. I believe I haven't found any more. Maybe I will if I keep reading. I haven't found any more, but <laughs> we live in the spiritual realm. We live in the mental realm and we live in the physical realm. So that's, that's all that we are. And it can be broken down into four. I found, which is very powerful for me, the spiritual, the intellectual, the emotional, and the physical. The intellectual and the emotional is the mental. And the power of living, true change comes from living. Spirit, mind, body. Spirit being source, source energy. Mind being the channel or the medium to which spirit flows. Once spirit flows to the mind, it flows through the mind. And whatever the conditioning is, whatever the programming is, whatever, whatever the thoughts and the beliefs are, whatever the mental pictures or the mental images are in the mind, that is what spirit takes and moves into our physical world through our words and our actions. This liberated me, and this also set me up for a life, which I was reading this morning from a book called The Message of a Master. And in chapter one, the thesis statement of that chapter said, I am the master of my own destiny, and I can make my life anything I want it to be. Well, living from the inside out and not the outside in, that's Moving Mountain's motto. I'm Casey Corbin of Moving Mountains of Motivation, where we help people build better lives from the inside out. That's where success is. That's where health is. That's where wealth is. That's where happiness is. That's where peace and love is. That's where success and money is. I'm talking about a lot of money, unlimited money. You know, <laughs> just whatever you want. But that's that's life. I was living in reverse, and when I reversed the flow my life changed. Amazing. Amazing. And can I just pick up on a point? Because listening to you, you just reminded me of a key point, which is scarcity. And um, scarcity right now is the biggest fear of everything. Scarcity of health, scarcity yes. of, of choice, scarcity yes. of love, and obviously of money too. Yes. So what you've just said to me just has given me this reminder that actually the minute we allow this idea of scarcity to, to exist on the first level of our consciousness is when mm. we give in and when we just actually say, oh, over to you then. Mm. We, we take away the, con we lose that control feeling. Because what yes. you, so is, is that, you know, is that a valid, you know, because you, it's the visualization, isn't it? But what, 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 how do you approach scarcity, which is, I think, the biggest fear for so many people? 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. And it was it was a big fear for me. You know, scarcity is a city with scare in front of it. Ah, you know, <laughs> you're scared. And um, yeah, it's just it, scarcity is just like you said, Joe, it's an idea. It's a concept that gets a hold of the mind once it's accepted. And once it's accepted on the first level of consciousness, which is like, as you were saying, with our conscious thinking mind, then that becomes our belief or our belief system. And we can only manifest our beliefs. We can't manifest anything else. We can't manifest what's not in the mind. And so with the idea of scarcity or lack or limitation, like you were saying, scarcity of health, the lack of health, the lack of wealth, the lack of happiness, the lack of money, there's a shortage, oh, we're running out, fear, we're afraid. But that's being governed by the outer conditions and circumstances. If we turn to spirit, the world within, what happens is we run into a world of abundance. We run, we run into a world of, of limitless riches, not just money, money included, but limitless riches and limitless resources in the world of spirit where everything is possible, where everything is unlimited, infinite possibilities exist there but we have to develop the courage to go. But yes, good. getting back to your point, those are ideas. And they can be found, that scarcity idea, that, that belief, it can be removed and it can be replaced. Mm -hmm. I use some powerful tools and techniques and mental technologies and principles to do the work but yeah it's if it ever gets hold of you it will run amok in in, in a person's life and unless it's dealt with yeah, yeah. and you mentioned your book um and i've got that downloaded and i'm working through that thank you for that it's really already um just wow i'm just eating it up <laughs> um so tell, tell um, the viewers, can you share with the viewers and listeners where to get your book and what this one is called? Because obviously you've written a few. Yes. You, you mean the latest one, the ebook? The latest one, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The Rich and Unlimited Root of My Being. You can find that ebook on caseycorbin.com. K-A-S-E-Y-C-O-R-B-I-N.com. It's a... Short book, but it is a powerful book that I used myself to find limiting beliefs of poverty, limiting beliefs of lack, limiting beliefs of limitation, limiting beliefs of scarcity, limiting beliefs of not enough, limiting beliefs of money doesn't grow on trees, to find limiting beliefs of, oh, I can't afford that, limiting beliefs. And, and so I, I used it to find those limiting beliefs. I removed them and I replaced them with empowered beliefs. The entire book is an affirmation from beginning to end. It is one big affirmation. And 
I used three things at the beginning of the book. I said, um, let's get started. Hey, by uh, attracting unlimited money by number one, walking onto the stage of your imagination. Joe, you just talked about that, the power of visualization. And number two, telling your own fortune. We're fortune tellers. Mm. We can get our, our own crystal balls. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can tell our own fortune. And by number three, the power of repetition. Mm. We'll be amazed with the power. Repetition is how we, it's the only way that we can be anything, the only way that we can do anything, the only way that we can have anything. It's how we learn how to ride bicycles. It's how we learn how to swim. It's how we learn how to walk. It's how we learn how to talk. It's how we learn how to recite and write our ABCs and one, two, threes. And it's how we learn how to become rich financially. The power of repetition. Yes. Fantastic. It's a great book. I highly recommend you getting this now. Um, and talking of books, so let's come on to a book that you, I'm so thrilled that you are joining my latest proper book called Being Fine, The Other F Word. So sorry about that, Reverend. <laughs> no judgment. Hallelujah. So, you know, this is an amazing book. I'm thrilled. You, you've come, you're kind of, I'm two thirds of the way through getting the authors for this book. It's a powerful book about being honest about how we feel and it's aimed at mm. men. So just share with, share with us what your views and uh, what your chapter will be about in this incredible book. Absolutely, Joe. First of all, let me say let me start by saying that I am so happy and so honored to be a part of this great work. When I was first turned on to it by a friend, Teresa Corso, and she told me about you, and she's a co-author of Silver Linings, and I purchased that book, and I love motivational, inspirational stories. And when I purchased that book and I started reading it, I'm like, oh. I love stories and I love to tell stories and I love a good story. So the <laughs> stories that were shared in that book were like also captivating and so needful for the times in which wow. we're in. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you for the feedback. I'm glad you liked it. Yes, absolutely. And my part in the book, the other F word. I was like, when Teresa told me, I was like, say that again. She said the other F word. I was like, what F word? <laughs> <laughs> and, and when she told me it was being fine, it had to, 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 to register. It had to settle for just a moment of like being fine. And she explained a little. So I'm like, okay, I know that all too well. So my story as a man is, and I learned this from, I guess I just picked it up from my culture, that with men, everything is fine. You know, how are you doing? I'm fine. You know, oh, it's fine. Um, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm fine. I'm doing good. How's your health? Oh, I'm fine. But something could be, I could have some health challenges. You know, how's your, how's your money? Oh, I'm fine. I could be having money challenges. And so it's this ego thing and how I want to share my part in the book and my, my place and my role in the book is through 
my own personal story. And I want to do it by expressing three things. Number one, the story that I was born into was a story of hopelessness. And I want to share that and I want to express it because there may be other people who may need to be free from hopelessness. They may not even know what it is. Mm. But by the time I finish with it, hopefully they'll get an understanding or it will resonate with someone. Number two, well, feelings of hopelessness. Number two, feelings of helplessness. Some people may not know what that is. I didn't. And number three, feelings of worthlessness. And I attach feelings to it. Because a person can't be hopeless without feeling hopeless. A person can't be helpless without feeling helpless. And a person can't be worthless without feeling worthless. One thing I've discovered in the field of self-development, self-help, personal development, is that feelings are expressed. They're always expressed and they come through as expressions and feelings are powerful vibrations that we send out into the greater field of universal energy. And if we keep sending out this frequency, we're going to, we're, we're going to remain, that person is going to remain locked into those feelings and become a prisoner and if you remain locked into those feelings and don't deal with them, it could lead to ooh, suicidal thoughts. I've been there. It could lead to just feelings of utter despair and depression. I've been there. It could lead to drug and alcohol addiction. I've been there. It could lead to you becoming a volunteer victim and pulling other people into your state of victimhood involuntarily. I've been there. I never will forget when I pulled my six-month-year-old daughter into my addiction. She wasn't an addict, but I pulled her into my addiction. She wasn't an alcoholic, but I pulled her into my because I was I was suffering with these feelings. And I had no no way of escape, no way of releasing, no no valve of expression, expressing positively to seek help. I, I didn't know where to begin. And because I, I, I was bothered up, I was an introvert. And I was scared and I was fearful because I didn't, I, I wanted everyone to think I was fine. Case is okay. You know, but I had to come down off that horse. And when I pulled her in, she, her mother and I had a domestic dispute and she got hurt. And I accept the responsibility for that. I brought her into my feelings of hopelessness, helplessness. She didn't deserve that. And so I had to deal with being the volunteer victim. And that's the part that I want to write about. And I'm going to give steps 
as to how you can come out. And I want to give like detailed steps as to what I did and the help that I saw in order to free myself from those feelings and how now today I have feelings of hope. I have feelings of help, power. I have feelings of worth and value. I look good. I feel good. And I smell good. So <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, we'll just have to take your word for the latter because we. <laughs> well, yes, thank you so much, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! Well, I cannot wait to read your uh, your chapter when it lands in my um, inbox. Um, yes, I am yes. sure your story, along with the other authors that are in this incredible book, will help. Yes someone um and help someone who will i'm sure identify even i'm identifying with you know one of those uh, in my past and certainly not now thankfully but um yeah yeah so i'm really Absolutely. excited yeah well thank you so much for your time today i know you're mid travels so i won't delay you anymore on your next part of your journey um, and lovely speaking to you as always. Everyone can find you at reverendcaseycorbin.com, isn't it? Caseycorbin.com and also on Facebook, Instagram. I think that's it. Um, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And, and he's in this white suit, guys. That's all I'm going to say. Just look for the white suit, <laughs> it's sharp. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Brilliant talking. Safe travels. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, vodcast, and um, reach out to me if you'd like to know more about the book. We will have a Facebook Live every other Wednesday. The next one is obviously uh, a week tomorrow is the next one at between 7 and 7.30 p.m. British summertime. Just for a chat just for a being fine chat and just to finish off to mention that the book is supporting my black dog charity which is a charity that actually support um, the sharing of problems and they encourage people to go online talk online because verbalizing problems is actually exceptionally hard um, so they have a, a supportive system online which is which is doing great guns and I'm really proud to support that charity. Okay, Reverend Casey Corbin, great to see you. I have to do the Zoom wave. Great to see you. <laughs> Thank have you for having me. Safe journey. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Take care, everyone. I'm Joe Baldwin Trot. Bye for now.